Hello. Well, the count is going round, which means this must be the August podcast. And boy, is it late. Uh, I think it must be about two or three weeks late. Which is um, all down to the fact that the beginning of the month was pretty hectic. What with clients, finishing work off uh, for clients. And also, I was going away up to Scotland for a week which I managed to do about 10 or 11 days into September just needed a a breakaway especially after this year and uh, it would have been nice to be able to get you know two weeks but you know a week is better than nothing so I managed to get a whole lot of photos shot there which I'm currently starting to work through which means that 2020 hasn't been a total loss and it also means I can add some new material for print sales and for stock images and various different places which is fantastic Uh, it means that I keep moving forward and there's a bit of progress even if it has been slowed by Covid which of course everybody else has been slowed by Covid as well so fantastic Anyway, I'll be talking about the Fort William trip in the next podcast that will be released first week of October. Um, And there's some interesting stuff. But if you want a bit of a hint about what has been going on on the Scotland trip, then take a look at my Instagram account. There's a few little hints about uh, something that I'm really quite pleased. I achieved something. I actually managed to achieve something. that I'm really proud of this year. Um, it has been a very tough year, and I think you just need a, just even if it's just one highlight, you need it. You need to say yes. I managed to do that. It can be something small, or it can be you know relatively uh, large as an achievement. But you, you just need at least something that you can say, so that you can say you know 2020 wasn't a total loss due to COVID. Uh, I'm fighting back a bit. And uh, the great thing is I found that going away, you could actually social distance quite easily. Um, In many respects, it just was when you were driving through somewhere, you just take a look at the amount of people knocking about. And if you think that there's too many, you just carry on going through, which happened one or two times. But anyway, I'll talk about that in the next podcast so we'll get on to a bit of housekeeping the first thing is to do with the podcast the podcast is now available on amazon music which is fantastic i got approached by them via email a few weeks ago to say did i want to submit the podcast Uh, so it appeared on amazon music and i i submitted because it was a very easy process and I got a confirmation about three or four days ago to say that it's on there now so Amazon Music now has the Richard Flint Photography Podcast on it which is fantastic brilliant news Um, I just do these little recordings because I enjoy making audio and I like talking about photography and if I just get a few people listening who enjoy listening to these recordings then that's that makes me happy so it's just a little podcast but you know hopefully people get something out of it and they enjoy the photography links and the stories that i tell etc etc so 
that's the first thing uh, with Amazon Music hosting the uh, podcast or making the podcast available there. Uh, the second thing is, well, it's actually a bit of a warning. I went to my website just to check it over about three or four days before I headed off to Scotland and I noticed that the Instagram pictures were not appearing on the site. Now, it appears that Instagram have changed their API uh, connections, which means that you probably might have to reconnect uh, your plugins or whatever um, software you're using to display any uh, Instagram images on your website. It wasn't displaying any. It just completely stopped displaying them. Um, there was a couple of updates that I needed to do for my plugins. And then I just had to reconnect to Instagram. And hey, presto, they appeared again. But it did apparently the cutoff was done or the changes to the API were, were done because of uh, an increase in abuse. And I think it was Instagram just tightening the reins slightly about what is allowed when it comes to API usage. So if you do display Instagram pictures on your website, just check that your software has still got that connection and the images are still uh, coming up because I had no warning. I literally just went along to the site and saw nothing was happening and thought, what's going on here? Uh, and it turned out it was something that I needed to do. So there's a warning for you. So that's about it for this month. I mean, the only thing that I'm actually doing at the moment is also sort of reviewing my desktop space. Um, I'm going over to a dual monitor setup, and I'm adding some more RAM to speed up the computer and just make things a bit more smoother when it comes to the the running and i also need to have a really good uh clear out of old images from the hard drive the hard drive is starting to get a bit clogged up and i need to back up images anyway a bit further there's already two backups and optical media backup but i i'm probably going to add hopefully by the end of the year i want to add a fourth system for backing up these images because I, I don't want to lose anything. Um, it's I don't, I don't know. It's the digital storage side. I think is probably one of the more difficult elements of digital photography now. Before we just shot negatives, put them in an egg bag, stick them on a shelf, and hey presto. I suppose the only problem with that is is at least you can, um, with digital, you have the ability to be able to make multiple copies of them and store them in multiple places. So that means if anything, you know, uh, should happen, you know, you're not, if you lose your negatives, that's it. They're gone. Whereas digital, you can make several backups uh, and hopefully, even if you lose one backup, you will end up with, uh, some spares that you'll be able to use, which is which is fantastic. But it does mean that you have to think about it and plan it. And yeah, it can be a little bit tricky to think about. I think it's actually something that a lot of people put off, and I don't want to put it off any longer. Mine's starting to get a little bit messy, my digital archive, and I don't want it to be messy. I want it to be as streamlined as i possibly can that's the word i was looking for streamlined so 
that's what I've got to do in the next uh, few weeks and months. Hopefully by Christmas I want to get it, it, it all sorted out. And then at least I can say that 2020 I was able to do a few things. Uh, and that included workstation improvements and workflow improvements and digital archive improvements for the pictures because like I say I would hate to lose anything I really would that would hurt so that's about it for any sort of like news there hasn't been um it hasn't really been hugely exciting uh, it's just been sort of like plodding on and getting on with things as usual so we might as well go over to the photography links this is another one of those podcasts where the links all come from one source. In this case, it's the BBC website. They've been showing some really interesting photography over the last uh, few weeks. And we start off with some photography by Jenny Sampson. Uh, this is Skater Girls Gender, Joy and Slow Photography. If you are into the old photography processes and you like portrait photography, then this might be of interest. Also, if you're into skater culture or anything like that, um, this will probably also be of interest. But this is basically Jenny Sampson. She noticed that there was uh, an unusually large number of female skaters at a skate park in, in Northern California and decided that she would photograph uh, some of them. Now, she could have gone down the route of using a digital camera or a film camera, but she went uh, with using wet plate collodion, which is a technique that was invented in 1851. Uh, a solution is applied to a thin metal plate in a portable darkroom, which is then loaded into a camera still wet. Um, the process requires long exposure times and the subject's can't move at all they've got to remain perfectly still and you end up with um tintype portraits there's plenty of videos online if you want to see photographers going through the process uh youtube is a great place to, to find and it's actually been used in in quite a lot of photography projects the wet plate collodion probably a good place to look if you're looking for any photographers uh as well as a Google search, is the web links section on my website at richardflintphoto.com. That has got uh, the links to a couple of projects. I think it's the RNLI project where a photographer is going around the UK photographing all of the lifeboat station crews. And then there's another one which is American Civil War. And both of those are recommended. The American Civil War are fantastic because it's photographing reenactors of civil war on civil war battlefields uh using camera techniques that were used then so it's incredibly authentic looking um quite scary at times it's terrifying to to think that some of the pictures that you're looking at are not from the 1860s but were were taken very very recently so yes these images by by uh Jenny of the skaters are absolutely fantastic. Very, very strong visual style. Well worth a look if you are into portrait photography and you're interested in the old camera um, techniques, uh, the old camera systems. 
Uh, wet plate collodion is not for the light-hearted uh, photographer. It's quite work-intensive, and I think a lot of the chemicals are actually not very pleasant either. So, But the results are, are well worth it if this is uh, anything to... The images on this page are anything to go by. Fantastic set of photos. So the next one I'm going to mention is uh, Cumbrian photographer captures hidden life with a disability. This is again on the BBC. This is photographer Jordan Mossum, who's just finished doing a BA Ons in photography at the University of uh, Cumbria. And his documentary subject is his own life. Jordan uh, has muscular dystrophy and he decided that he, he wanted to try and attempt to put the viewer in the shoes, in his shoes. Uh, what he went through, um, his life dependent on medical equipment and support staff for independence. Again, it's, it's a great documentary project. Very brave in a way to turn the camera on yourself and show your own life. Uh, I don't think I'd be brave enough to do that. Fantastic set of images again. And it's fantastic that uh, someone is shining a light on this because I think disability tends to be ignored by a lot of photographers. Maybe they don't feel comfortable going into that sort of environment. And to be honest, I couldn't really blame them for that. I think to get the best out of this sort of like subject matter it really needs to come from the person themselves to give that insight into what their their life is like so a really great set of images by jordan there and um kudos to him for you know having the guts to turn the camera on himself i think that's uh it's you know it's not always pleasant viewing but it's the reality of a situation that comes across in the images and that is, you know, the the importance of it. And it also, because he's shooting it himself, he doesn't have any issues with privacy or um, he's not going to have any anybody sort of like, say that the photographer was taking advantage of the subject matter, which quite recently has come up more than once with some big name photographers where their photographs have come back to uh, to haunt them um i won't mention any names but check out magnum recently they've they've been having one or two problems with photographs made by one of their photographers uh, i won't say any more than that but if you search around on twitter or some of the social media platforms you probably might might come up with it uh, but it is a bit uncomfortable. But at least if you're shooting the, the... If you are the subject matter, you're not going to complain to yourself, are you? So check out Jordan's work. It's a really interesting photography project. And the final one I'm going to mention is about one of the largest camera collections in the world. Hidden away in a village hall in Fife, in Scotland. Um, and this is a collection of at least 3,000 cameras that belonged to Neville Jim Matthew, who sadly died three years ago. And really, this is uh, the story of what's happening to the collection. Um, to store the collection, after he retired, um, he basically, Neville basically went and bought a 
old Salvation, former Salvation Army Hall to store his collection. And the collection includes cameras, accessory, memorabilia, stereoscopic and 3D cameras, as well as Eastern European models. I mean, it really is a fantastic collection. There's box brownies, there's 8mm cine cameras, there's some of the old Kodak, um, what is it, Retinet 1A cameras from, I think, probably the 50s. There's a great collection of old Russian cameras, the Lebutel 166, which I can remember from many years ago being advertised as a cheap way to get into medium format photography. I think the cameras were about £16, something like that. They're only sort of like plastic boxes, but there's quite a few people who cut their teeth on medium format photography using the Lebutel 166. Absolutely fantastic uh, cheap cameras. Um... But, you know, people, you know, were really into that sort of... And, and now, of course, there's the lo-fi photography that people love. Uh, the, the picture that I actually love from uh, this article is the one with the Russian cameras because on the shelf above the Lebutel ones is some what looks like some Russian Leicas. They were the... Leica copies that were apparently pretty good. Not quite Leica standard, but they were pretty good cameras. So there's a great range of images and memorabilia and things. And apparently uh, his wife, Dorothy, is working with a charitable trust to transfer ownership of the former hall and the collection so that it can be turned into a museum so people can visit, which I think is... Uh, is absolutely fantastic. It it really does look a, a great collection. And certainly, I would be interested in having a look. I might even actually have one or two of the cameras uh, that are on display. I have picked up one or two over the years. Um, I've got a Kodak 8mm camera that I picked up in um, Scarborough. Uh, it says, actually, that Neville managed to pick a lot of these up uh, it's sort of flea markets and things like that, which is largely where I pick mine up. And there's one or two that were in antique shops, but the vast majority of them I picked up car boot sales and places like that, and I just have them as little ornaments. I mean, at the, at the moment, near the microphone, I've got an old Ilford Sportsman Auto RF, which is a very space agey looking sort of thing. Very well. When I say space age, it's sort of like lost in space. You know, that 60s uh, technology vibe. Um, I did actually put a roll of film through it and it did, did still work very well. But it's um, it's now just an, an ornament near my near my window that I just uh, glance at. But I managed to get that, you know, for just a few pounds. So, you know, if you do like old cameras, there's plenty of them about uh, that you can usually pick up, car boots, etc., um, not that there's been that many car boots with COVID, but once the car boots scene hopefully gets swinging again um, next year or whenever it is, have a look there. There's usually plenty of old cameras knocking about to add and start build your own collection. But have a look at Neville Matthews' collection of over 3,000 cameras as featured on the BBC page. It's... A great collection and I hope that the 
collection and the uh, museum take off and go from strength to strength. So that is it for the photography links for this month. And as I said earlier, I will be back with an extended podcast for my detailing some of my adventures up at Fort William in the Highlands just recently. So until then, thank you very much for downloading this uh, or streaming this or whatever it is uh, you do to listen to this. And I shall be back very soon. 